hot mess mamas. I know what it feels like to chase your kids all day, drown in laundry, and put yourself last. I know what it feels like to look at the Pinterest moms and the perfect feeds and feel inadequate. But I want you to know that you don't have to feel that way because motherhood isn't perfect. It's beautifully imperfect. I'm here to help you let go of the stress of making motherhood something it's not meant to be for you and creating a super vibrant side to motherhood that fuels your heart and empowers your kids, but makes it more productive and effective for you. Hi, I'm Michelle Bird, and I'm here to walk you through simple, practical hacks that are going to make your life much easier and create more time and space for what actually matters. Fun! Fun forever memories with your kids. So hand out those afternoon snacks and toss in a load of laundry. Who are we kidding? Let's dig in. Hello, friends. I'm so excited to talk to you today. This topic came up while we were actually out on one of our date nights. So I hope you enjoy it. Today, we are talking about leaving your house, getting out for a date night, finally getting out, being without kids. And now what? What do you talk about with your spouse? Do you ever run out of topics? Do you ever run out of things to talk about and realize it's just kind of boring? What do you do? So here to help you get a little bit more connected and have some great conversations and just grow in your marriage, we would like to just jump into this topic. So let's go. It always seems like an impossible uphill battle to leave the house without your kids and get out on a date night, right? Oh my goodness. Especially when our kids were younger, this was really hard to get them down, to make sure they were not crying while we left, all the things. Now, when we go out for a date night every week, we feed our kids dinner early and sometimes they go play outside, but sometimes they just head on upstairs and get showered, get their PJs on, brush teeth, the whole works, all the stuff before our babysitter gets here. Sometimes she gets here in the midst of all that craziness and helps out where she can. She plays with them and just helps and hangs out. And then once they're all good to go, they play lots of games. They do lots of fun stuff with her. I don't even know. Sometimes they're running around screaming and she's totally fine with it. Sometimes they're playing crazy games where they're running around like crazy people. So we, at that point, usually just say, all right, have a great time. Our babysitter is amazing. She makes sure that there are no ER visits and that everyone is safe and alive when we get back. And she actually puts them to bed. So it is great. Oh, but it's always <laughs> crazy with one more kiss, one more hug, one more question, one more, one more mommy before you go, one more. I always find that I finally am all ready to go. I finally said goodbye to all the kids. I've gotten ready myself. I go jump in the car where my husband is patiently waiting. We peel out of the driveway, careful not to run over any small children or dogs that might be walking or in our way. We thank the Lord that we have a parking spot, walk into the restaurant and sit down. And then we're both kind of overwhelmed and tired and like, what just happened? And we realize, 
we have nothing to say. We're exhausted. Our brain is just mentally getting back to like realization of it's just the two of us. We don't have to do anything crazy. So here are five helpful tips just to help when you and your spouse can finally get away together and connect and to grow closer. Whether that be an overnight, a date night, a long weekend, or just a lunch date. Maybe you're just walking and hanging out. These are some good tips to have in order to grow your marriage a little bit closer and to really make those date nights super special and so look forward to them. If you're taking notes, grab a notepad and pen, or sometimes I take notes on my phone. I find that super easy because then I can always refer to them. I can email them to myself, all the things. Or send them to a friend if I think, oh, these are so good. I can copy them off my phone and easily just text them to somebody else. Here we go. Number one, set ground rules. So the ground rules for us are no talking about the kids and no talking about logistical stuff with kids. Some planning can be kind of necessary. Sometimes we do talk about things like gifts we are getting for kids or a surprise vacation we're planning for the kids. But overall, it's trying to leave the kids out of the conversation. So not talking about how so-and-so is doing in school and if somebody has friends and what we're logistically doing the next weekend of who's going to soccer practice and who has basketball and how they're doing and their teachers and what their character or what their attitude was like or all those things. So we really try to keep the kids out of it and just focus on each other. As I said, we do plan some things. Sometimes we talk about hobbies. We talk about different adventures we want to take. We talked for a long time about a new car and which kind of car did we want to get. We talked about different places we wanted to travel or what we wanted Christmas or Thanksgiving or different things to look like. Adventures that we want to take in the future. We've also talked through work and how that's going for me, how that's going for my husband and more in the nitty gritty because we are home working all day. So we see each other, but this is more so of how are you feeling about this and how is this going and do you enjoy it? Do you like the people you work with? Are you feeling challenged? So all those questions that also really helps because I get to know if my husband's feeling super challenged then he may be using an amazing amount of energy during the day and talking to people and trying to get work done. And when he's done with work, he might just need a little extra downtime. He might need an evening to just veg. He might need rest time over the weekend. So we need to be careful on what we plan. So it's really important and helpful to know his energy level output that he's giving at work so that we can adjust that and make sure that he gets the energy that he needs and is able to kind of fill his bucket in other times. So number one, setting those ground rules. Now they may be different for you. As I said, those are for us of no talking about your kids. You might have some different ground rules that you think of, or maybe some topics that you tend to only talk about these things and they take up 99% of your conversation. Number two, 
If you're running out of things to talk about, or if you're afraid that you might be a little bit boring to your significant other with awkward silence, then just ask, hey, I'm not trying to be boring, but I just can't think of anything to talk about right now. How about you? What's on your mind? Maybe what have you been doing? What are you thinking about? Those kind of things. We've done several books. We've done a couple books. These are more helpful when we're traveling in the car together for like a weekend trip. These are really fun. We've done Getting Away Together, which is a book by Family Life Today, and it's kind of like a work-through book, but in it has all these cool questions of not only like how did you first meet, but different questions of like what are your hopes, what are your dreams, what are you thinking about, would you rather like this or this? So just really fun questions to do together. There's also a book that I recently got at MomCon, which is called 365 Connecting Questions for Couples. So this one's really fun. There was one for kids, one for couples, and then another one that they had also. So if you look up those, you can find them on Amazon or anywhere that they sell books. But that one was really fun to meet the husband and wife team that wrote it and to meet them and find out that they wanted to grow their relationship deeper. So they created this book. And so that one, I'm kind of excited to go through the question. So next time we have kind of a weekend away where we have more time in the car to go through those, I think it would be really fun. Also, I'm sure you can find stuff on Pinterest if you just want to look up fun questions for your spouse. Maybe you do it once in a while for date night to kind of mix things up. You read through like if you could go anywhere, where would it be? If you could take a trip anywhere, where would it be? If you had one superpower, what would that be? You know, just fun questions to go through. And these are just to spark conversation. If you don't get through all the questions, that's okay. If you get through all of them and need a couple more, that's okay. They're really to help you think and kind of roll through your brain and get you talking and connecting. So super fun. Number one, as I said, to set some ground rules. Number two... If you run out of things to talk about, be open and honest about it and maybe use a different tool, a book, a printout, something fun. Hey mama, this episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you want to gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health or lose five or even a hundred pounds, this inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80. You have access to a personal coach who walks with you, a connected community, easy, no hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. Number three is to put your phone down. Definitely put it down. It's so hard, I find, because sometimes we want to plan something or we're looking up something or we're trying to figure out something. And at those times, we do usually use our phone. But I really like to just put it away at date night. The only reason I keep it out on the counter or out on the table is to look and make sure that the babysitter hasn't called, that there's not 
some crazy text that they're heading to the ER. So every once in a while, I will just check my phone and I keep it on vibrate. I don't look at it. It's usually turned over, but every once in a while, I'll check it and I'll let my husband know I'm just going to check my phone to see if the babysitter called. I'll check it, turn it over and then flip it back over because my time and my energy, I want him to know are all his at that time that I'm not looking through my phone, that I'm not scrolling through something, that I'm not looking up some kind of information to talk about, but that all my attention and all my energy, listening skills, caring, all that is all on him, that I want to know how is he doing and I want to connect with him. So that's why that is definitely a rule is to just put our phones down and leave it. It'll be there when you get back. Nothing's going to change. It's more important to spend time connecting with your spouse than on your phone. So number one was to set some ground rules. Number two, talk about things open and honestly. If you're bored or you think your spouse looks like they're bored, be open and honest about it. Just call it as it is. Number three is to put your phone down. Number four is to be clear. Oftentimes we met a message. We say something that can be taken two different ways. Sometimes we mean it on purpose because there's an underlying thing that we're still upset about, maybe resentful about or guilty about. So we make kind of a snarky comment like, oh, it's great that you wash the dishes. That doesn't ever happen or something in the effect that's negative that at first glance seems positive, but the underlying is a very snarky and kind of a underlying message, a meta message of something negative. It's really important to be encouraging with your words and also just to be clear, black and white. If you have an issue of maybe the dishes aren't always done and you always feel overwhelmed, For me, there was one time where I was really snappy, my family, (laughs) and my husband was like, what is it? What's the matter? And so after I thought about it, I thought, I just feel overwhelmed. I feel overwhelmed because I'm the one cleaning up all the messes. I clean up the kitchen and then I clean up the living room and then the kids move back to the kitchen and eat something else and then they leave stuff all over and then I clean up the kitchen again and then they go outside and they play and sometimes they take all the toys in and sometimes they don't and then we have to clean up all of their, they leave the car doors open and leave all their stuff in the car and they're not good about taking out all that, then I have to clean out the car, I have to clean out their backpacks and I just went on and on and so my husband got the message. (laughs) He said, okay, well, let's talk to them. Let's say and establish some ground rules of when you get out of the car, you need to take all your stuff out of the car with you. And after you're done eating breakfast, you need to clean up and put all your plates away. After you're done doing this, you need to do this. You have to clean up. So we've been asking our kids to do much more. And I have found that my husband is doing much more, which is incredible. He already does a lot. So it's really nice to come home from taking the kids to school in the morning and not have the kitchen be a disaster, 
but a lot of things are put in the sink or the counters are cleaned up, food is put away. So those kind of things makes me feel so much better because it feels like I'm on a team rather than I'm just doing all this by myself and the next person messes up something else and I feel like Cinderella where I have to go clean it up again. So in that sense, I got really annoyed and started making comments and making negative comments and pulling that in. Whereas if I would have just been clear and realized that I'm frustrated because everybody's leaving a mess, it could have been a lot easier. So definitely be clear, no meta messaging. And if you have something that is an issue, something that you're frustrated about, bring that to the table and bring it to the table with open arms with being encouraging, with being uplifting, with trying to work through it as a team rather than being on one side versus the other and arguing about it. So work as a team, be encouraging and work through. So number one was set some ground rules. Number two is to recognize the silence and be clear on what you're saying. Make sure that If you recognize it, you might want to jump in with some questions or have some stuff or work together. Maybe you find a new book or something fun that you can go through on your date night. That would be fun. Number three is putting your phone down. Number four is no meta messaging, being super clear with your yes and no and figuring out black and white. What might you be hiding or anxious about. And sometimes it's really hard to even put words on that. So you may have to just talk things through and realize, oh, that's why I'm frustrated. Number five, this is my favorite. Have fun. Do something you both enjoy or something different or something fun. Go to a movie or go to a concert together. Go out dancing, go get drinks, get takeout and go to the park. Go to a new restaurant or maybe even eat before you leave the house and then go do something together. This doesn't have to be something crazy and it doesn't have to be incredible or different each time or something super amazing so that you won't forget it. This just has to be something fun. So maybe back to like before you had kids, when you were dating, maybe what you did for fun together, maybe some hobbies, all those kinds of things. We love going to a little wine bar in downtown Campbell. It is our favorite because it's super close. You don't have to have reservations. We know all the people, so it feels very comfortable. They have incredible food and incredible wine. So we know we can go at any time. It doesn't stress us out because we don't have a reservation for a specific time and we can just show up if they're super busy or they're closed or there's just not a way we can eat. There's plenty of other places in downtown Campbell. We just go find another place and it's okay that we have kind of rolled with it and it's really fun. It's fun to know that you have that kind of place and it's really low stress because you've been there before. You know what to expect. And as I said, sometimes it's just really hard getting out the door. (laughs) And so you have to make the rest of the date night fun and enjoyable and just relaxing. So 
look forward to whatever you're doing. Find something that you both enjoy. Maybe that's just taking a walk around the block. Maybe that's taking a walk around the neighborhood. Maybe that's ordering something and going somewhere fun or somewhere special. During COVID, we used to have date nights in our car, which was really funny. We still had a babysitter. And so we would drive over to the wine bar that we really liked and order food. But because nobody could be at the wine bar, we would just order food and then go sit in the trunk of our car and have a little picnic. And we'd eat the food that we'd ordered so we didn't have to bring anything. We'd have a bottle of wine and we'd just hang out in the trunk of our car. And then when we were all done, or to be honest, if somebody had to go to the bathroom because nothing was open, (laughs) we'd head home. And it wasn't quite the same, but it was still really fun to just do something different and hang out in the car. We didn't have the distractions of home. We didn't have the distractions of kids. We didn't have distractions of cooking a meal or anything like that. It was super easy and we got to do hanging out together. So I hope these tips have allowed you and your spouse to connect on a deeper level, to trust each other, to grow in marriage, and to have fun. Especially right now, since we're approaching a busy holiday season, it's harder than ever to really carve out time and connect with one another. So I challenge you to have some really fun date nights. Don't be afraid the first couple might be super awkward and super weird, but I will be praying over you and hoping that you're able to connect in a special way, a deeper way, and just to love on each other and grow your marriage together. As we close, as always, if you could leave a review, that would just make my day. I love reading the reviews from people to know that this is helpful for you and that you love it and all those kinds of things. Subscribe just in case you would like to be notified first thing whenever one of these new episodes comes out on iTunes. You can go up to the very top where there's three dots. Just click on there and it will say subscribe or follow and just hit that button and then you won't miss any of the episodes because they'll automatically be fed right to your phone. And the more you subscribe, the more other moms and other people will hear about the show. As always, you can join our Facebook group. There is a special mailing list that we're starting that will be really fun. I'm planning to send out fun, free things that will be helpful for you. No spam whatsoever. No sharing your email addresses. And if you would like to be the one to know when my new website comes out, definitely sign up for the mailing list and come hang out in our Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. So much fun over there. So now as we close, go have an amazing, joyful, busy, vibrant day. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review, post a screenshot in your Instagram stories, and tag her. Pretty please. Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me, and post it in your stories. 
Together, we can change our day, spread joy, inspire others, and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Thanks.